everybody, and welcome to this edition of Chaos Collective Radio on KCUM 89.3 FM, Lincoln, and KCUM HD. My name is Dinora Garcia, and I'm so happy to be with you today and to be part of Chaos Collective Radio, which is a program created to highlight the great work done by many of Lincoln's nonprofits who are members of Chaos Collective. You can learn more about Chaos Collective and how we help our members better serve that community by visiting our website at www. CaosCollectiveLincoln.org. Also be able to sign up for our free community newsletter. Just get there and click the button on the top right of our homepage. Today, we will have a great conversation with Rhonda Mattingly, Executive Director of Breaches to Hope. Rhonda, thank you so much for being here. Hi, Dinora. Thank you so much for having me. I always love the opportunity to visit with others about Bridges to Hope. I love it. Please tell us about your organization, that mission that you have, and how you, your agency serves our community every day. Absolutely. So years ago, it was actually in the late 90s, Pastor Bud Christensen was working at the Nebraska State Penitentiary and he realized that the men were being released with nothing more than the clothing on their backs. And so he started collecting clothing in his garage and would distribute them to those men upon their release. He realized that they needed more than just clothing. He knew that um, when they were starting fresh, they needed furniture items for their apartments and household goods. And so he um, you know, got in touch with his neighbors and friends and started collecting all those necessity items and his garage got very small very quickly. And so he partnered with Lutheran Family Services and had a warehouse that they started collecting these items. And all of these items came from generous community members such as yourselves and all of our listeners. And Lutheran Family Services decided to go in a different direction, but Pastor Bud and his late wife, Muriel, knew that this was a very important cause. And they knew that these men and women who have been incarcerated deserved a second chance. And they deserved to have somebody give them a hand up and assist them with starting over with these belongings. And so uh, his late wife, Muriel, was a retired teacher. She went back to teaching and all of her salary went into starting Bridges to Hope. And so back in 2009, Bridges to Hope was incorporated. And in 2011, Bridges to Hope received its 501c3 nonprofit status and has been going ever since. And our warehouse, which is now located at 3107 South 6th Street, has been there since 2010 and has been going strong ever since. Still collecting items from community members, still distributing those furniture, clothing, and household items to men and women soon to be or recently released from incarceration. Rhonda, you just talked about 
you know, thinking about a second opportunities, you know, second chance. And um, sometimes we have the best intention. We have a lot of people who who really wants the best for e every human being. But you know that connections, the networking, the, you know, the formal and informal support is so important to be successful on this. So that's why um, you guys are here and you are trying to um, continue you know uh, have the goals and just say we are going to 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 bet for success so how do you guys connect and have all these um resources together your programs and services so they can be available for the people who need it so dinora you're actually absolutely right um we need connections we need resources and um, joining Cause Collective was one of the, you know, greatest things that we could have done with Bridges to Hope because it has given us opportunities to connect with so many other nonprofit organizations that we can then connect the men and women to that we do serve. A lot of the obstacles that men and women face uh, upon reentry are situations such as they need a medical home they need um, food and they need uh, housing. They need mental health resources or substance treatments. So joining Cause Collective several years back helped me get connected with a lot of those resources, which in turn has allowed me to provide that to those that we serve right there at Bridges to Hope. And there's there's such a horrible stereotype and stigma attached to not only um, mental health and substance use, but especially those that are incarcerated. They struggle with, with all three of those labels. And our focus is trying to educate the community on the fact that everybody deserves a second chance and no one is above those situations, mental health, substance use, incarceration, those impact every single one of us in some way or another. And so it makes perfect sense to provide assistance and support to those re-entering our community. If we don't provide that community support, the recidivism rate continues to increase the recidivism rate is when they continue to go back into the prisons and jails and facilities. So we need to help educate the community and break those cycles of labeling and the stigma and, and the stereotypes that follow those with mental health, substance use, and those that have been justice involved. I and that's another situation that we... Um, don't just serve those that have been state, you know, incarcerated. We serve those that have been in local and, and county jails. We serve those that have been through drug courts and mental health courts and veterans courts. So anyone who has been justice involved and who has been court ordered to uh, a facility for a, a time that has impacted their ability to stay on their own and has caused them to lose their belongings and they need a fresh start and they need additional belongings. We will work with them. 
And you talk about education for the community, and I really love that because sometimes uh, we think, oh, we need to put these people in this box. We need to put these people, you know, this label. But um, we need to remember that we are talking about humans, neighbors, people who grow up in Lincoln, people who, who have family, who have kids. So if when we support, you know, a person and we we're gonna give you the tools we're gonna be, give you the resources we are helping kids we are helping mothers we are helping people who is gonna grow you know cut you know some kind of circles that are not healthy and we're gonna have growing and and more strong communities so this is about the investment that that we are talking and bridges to hope is is putting all the effort so Please tell us, uh, do you have any story around the times that you are um, working with uh, Bridges Up to Hope that you say, yeah, this is a being human, this is a being, you know, um, the person who is working in, in themselves and with a little help, it can be a huge change in their lives. Absolutely. One of my um, volunteers, it's, it's a heartbreaking story, but it is so real. I've always said that we all learn what we live and we live what we learn. And I've had permission to share this story. And um, this person accompanies me to presentations oftentimes to share their story to others to help educate the community. Um, his earliest childhood memory was when he was four years old and he watched his father beat his mother to death. How can you not expect that child who then was taken into state custody and placed in foster care and moved from one foster care to the next 17 foster homes total, some of them abusive, um, ending up searching for the love of a family, ending up in um, gang related issues. Uh, you know, how can you not expect them to end up incarcerated and he served his time and he has been out for six or seven years now a number of years and he is very successful he has a very um, successful job and a, a determination to continue on with that success and help out the community which is why he comes back to bridges to hope and gives back to the community and shares that story, um, you know, as painful as it is, because he is um, the exact type of role model that people need to see as a human being who deserves a second chance. And I think we all need to drop our stones. And when was the last time that we really looked internally at ourselves? And how many of us can say that we've never made a poor choice in our life? And, and that choice could have at some point led to a situation that uh, may have been justice involved as well. How many of us can look at our families and say that nobody in our family struggles with mental health or substance use or PTSD as a veteran? How many of us are not touched in our lives by someone who, who deals with that on a regular basis. And so who are any of us to be 
above somebody else and not provide second chances to those that we at Bridges to Hope serve. That's right. Immediately, you uh, put yourself on, uh, you know, on the shoes of, you know, making the best choice that you can sometimes, you know, it's not, it's not about taking that right, you know, way, sometimes the, the, the less worse that we have, you know, if, if, if I can say that we are talking about positive relations, how, how is so in need to have somebody who step for you, who has your back, who is somebody that you can talk, somebody that can say, hey, I have a jacket here. I have a, you know, I have this part of pants, these shoes, or probably, you know, you know what? It seems like it's nothing over there, but I know this agency, I know this person, this volunteer is, is doing this. So have different views by volunteers. You are, you are talking about the person who came back, but please tell us, do you have any opportunities for people who wants to volunteer, uh, people who wants to help in some way? We are always in need of volunteers. And one of the things that we started um, six years ago was Bud's Thrift Shop, which is 2226 O Street. And it is an ongoing fundraiser for Bridges to Hope. When I first started, there were non-necessity items such as home decor or antique items that we were passing on to other uh, organizations that would then in turn sell it. And so we said, why not keep it within Bridges to Hope? And so um, we have opportunities to help at Bud's Thrift Shop in retail volunteering. We have Kathy and Tina. Kathy is our store manager and Tina is our assistant manager. But other than those two, we need volunteers at Bud's Thrift Shop. We need volunteers at Bridges to Hope to receive and organize and sort the many donations that we have. We need uh, volunteers to help us market. We don't have a marketing budget. There's four paid employees, four full-time paid employees. There's two locations that we pay lease cost and utility costs with those two locations and our four employees, our budget still is only $230,000 a year. So we all know that the employees obviously are not getting rich and we are stretching our budget and our dollars tight. We survive off of volunteers. We need volunteers to continue providing the services that, that we provide. So anyone who is interested in volunteering can call at any time 402-420-5696 and let us know what your interests are. We can find something for you to volunteer. And let me tell you, you who are listening right now, let me tell you, we have so amazing community in Lincoln and so wonderful um, nonprofit organizations. But um, sometimes we need to dig a little more and we can find, you know, um, organizations that bridge to hope that they are, yes, they are welcoming to have um, so many experiences because when we volunteer, it's not about just give, we receive, we get educated, we get, we, we start to be a better human. So I'm feeling so passionate about uh, volunteers. And also like you're saying, like everybody needs to pay that 
electricity. Everybody needs to a little help because we have, you know, administration staff. We need to maintain a place. So that's why we need we need support, financial support too. So how do you guys get funded? Do you guys have any events, things that happen during the year? We are privately funded. We do not receive any government uh, grants. And so uh, we apply for the local foundations to uh, receive grants from them. We've been um, very blessed through uh, Woods Family Foundation and Cooper Foundation, Nebraska Presbyterian Foundation, um, NIFA. Uh, you know, we're very fortunate in those ways, but we also um, participate and give to Lincoln Day and Giving Tuesday. And we have a really, really fun event coming up very soon. We've got a lip sync battle that will be held August 24th from 5 to 8 p.m. at Screamers Family Restaurant, downtown 803 Q Street. And get this, the first place prize is $1,000. We have sponsors. First place prize, $1,000. Second place is $650. Third place is $350. So we're talking cash prizes here, people. We're gonna judge on three different categories. Costume is going to be one. Performance is going to be another. And then accuracy. How well do you know that song? So you can't just get up there and put the microphone in front of your lips. You have to know the song and you have to be able to sing it and perform it and, and be the best um, artist that you can be. If you're doing an Elvis impersonation, we expect you to look and act like Elvis and and do the accuracy. Um but we will have uh, three celebrity judges. We've not gotten those confirmed yet. We will keep people posted. And then the guests um, will be able to give their input and be able to have with their ticket one vote. Uh, it will be a buffet and guests, it will be $50. Uh, they'll get a buffet meal and the participants, it's uh, $75 per entrant there's only 12 contestants allowed so if you're wanting to uh, shoot for that thousand dollar grand prize you need to call or email bridges to hope as soon as possible uh, we're only allowing 12 contestants and there's only room for a hundred guests so if you're interested in this event um, lip sync battle august 24th at screamers five to eight you can get more information on our website bridges to hope any dot org oh my gosh we are looking for artists guys yeah you can be the next star so just call bridges to hope but also um you can have a great concert and you know just fun you know with your family and also help help this organization um you guys i'm very sure you are very busy during the year and it's so important um to continue having this connection this networking so do you what are the what is your vision for for uh, the rest of the year what is coming for uh reaches to hope to continue uh, serving the community so another very exciting um, uh, project that Bridges to Hope is working on, one of the biggest obstacles that men and women face when they're released from incarceration is housing. 
they find it hard to um, find landlords who are accepting of their record. And so Bridges to Hope is currently working on a tiny home village. This will consist of 20 tiny homes ranging from 200 to 500 square foot. They will be charged $1 per square foot. So the maximum amount of rent uh, these houses will cost is $500 per month plus utilities. And the city has been amazing in working with us. They sold us a plot of property on North 27th Street for $1. So basically they've donated the property to us. We are working with the Department of Corrections to figure out how we can get those that are incarcerated to actually do the build of the framing, the, the walls inside the facilities. Once that is finished, those that are on work release and work detail can actually come to the property on site and do the finish work. Uh, White Castle Roofing has been gracious enough to donate the first four roofs for us. So we're looking for other roofing companies to finish out the uh, other roofs. Um, Wellman's Plumbing is very graciously donating uh, cash for us and helping us with materials. So we're looking for other plumbing companies, heating companies, um, just other construction organizations to donate materials and in-kind services. Uh, we want this to be a community-wide effort. We'll be, you know, checking with the larger stores for donations of um, the appliances for these houses. Um, we'll have a village council that will involve the neighbors so that the neighbors can be involved in how this is a, a successful village. Bridges to Hope will relocate to the area and have a community center there with point-operated laundry facilities and uh, kitchens so that these families can still have family gatherings and holiday gatherings. Um, they've just been, these tiny home villages have been so successful in other states. Bridges to Hope just said, why not Lincoln? And so we are um, at a point where we're moving forward this on this. And so we encourage everybody to check out our website. There's more details and we're gonna need a lot of support. We're gonna need finances, we're gonna need um, materials, we're going to need labor, we're going to need volunteers. And so I just encourage everybody who has an interest in helping us with the first tiny home village in Lincoln, if you want to be a part of it, get in touch with us right away so we can, uh, you know, make this uh, happen. Please tell us how to contact you again. You can call us 402-420-5696. You can email us at info, I-N-F-O, at bridgestohopeany.org. Is S everything, anything that you want to tell the people who is listening right now? Talking about this mission, talking about your everyday, talking about looking faces when they see there is a hope over there. When we are talking about, you know, riches, no walls, riches to to, to hope, to see a light and to see an opportunity. What you can tell the people about, about what is one thing that you want them to know? The main thing I want everybody just to keep in your hearts is drop the stones, quit judging, 
um, open your minds, open your hearts, uh, you know, support the people that are re-entering the community and and realize they're human beings just as, as we all are. And they're not the scary, dangerous people that everybody deems them to be and makes them out to be. Um, you know, it's it's time to support them and, and help them be successful. They're, all of us have made our mistakes. Drop the stones. Let's let's get rid of the stigma and stereotypes and, and let's provide the support. Rhonda, what have you learned as a result of doing this work? That we're all humans and we all deserve second chances. And I've also learned that there are so many um, gracious people out there. There, there really are. Bridges to Hope has grown so much in the last eight and a half years that I've been here. So even though there's still those that like to put labels on others, and even though there are still those that stigmatize and stereotype, for all of those people out there, there's still just as many generous, loving, supportive people. And God has put all these wonderful people in my path throughout the years and in the path of, of Bridges to Hope and has helped lead the organization um, where it's at today, you know. Thank you for what you are doing. And I invite who is listening right now to be part of the change, to be part of the the hope, to be part of the light of, of other human being and and make this community like it is, you know, a wonderful neighbor. Lincoln, Lincoln is a, it's, it's a wonderful um, community who works together. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dinora. Oh, no, thank you. That is all the time that we have for today. Thank you so much, Rhonda. It has been an honor. Uh, Rhonda Maddingly, Executive Director of Breaches to Hope. Thank you for coming and sharing your experiences and the work that Breaches to Hope is doing in our community. Thank you. This is Dinora Garcia, and it is always an honor to be with you. Thank you for listening to Chaos Collective Radio on KCUM 89.3 FM, Lincoln and KCUMHD, Lincoln's Community Radio. For more information and to listen to this podcast, visit www.chaoscollectivelincoln.org. And remember that we, you can also sign up for our free community newsletter. You will know about opportunities and events that are happening in Lincoln. So remember to tune in next week for another edition of Chaos Collective Radio and keep listening to KCUM. 89.3 Lincoln and KCUMHD. Coming up next, Democracy Now! Take care and have a great week. Adios.